welcome to episode eight. I'm your host, Danielle Dupuy, and I use the pronouns she, her, hers. Uh, today, we are joined by Amy Bram, Director of Creative Initiatives at Camps Airy and Louise, um, a local Maryland camp. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thanks, Danielle. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, my pronouns are she, her, or they, them. So now for 10 days in August, a very special camp session is held at Camp Louise called Camp Brave Trails. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this camp? Yeah, Camp Brave Trails is based out of California and then, as you mentioned, has one session in Maryland here on the East Coast. And Brave Trails is an LGBT plus youth leadership camp, um, a camp that is half a traditional camp activities and half learning how to become an activist in your home community and all being your authentic self and letting your identity run free. That sounds so much fun. It's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah. And how did that, how did Camp Brave Trails get started? Because I know it's California and Maryland. So you kind of have the opposite ends of the United States. How did it get started and how did it end up in those two locations specifically? Yeah, so Camp Brave Trails was started by two spectacular humans, Jess and Kayla, who conceived of the camp and founded it out in L.A. They are the founders and directors of the camp. And I was at a conference in Colorado and a member of the Brave Trails team was presenting on what Brave Trails is, and I found it to be tremendously inspiring. Um, the executive director of Camps Ari and Louise also happened to be at the same conference, listening to the same talk and finding it equally inspiring. And through that conference and that connection, uh, Camps Ari and Louise then reached out to Brave Trails and said, If you would ever like to come out to the East Coast, we'd love to be your partner and your host. And from there, it happened. And so now Brave Trails, whose home is California, has now developed a second home out here in Maryland. That's so awesome. I love that. You know, I think it's so neat when you get to go to conferences and meet people and strike up this uh, relationship and this partnership and help each other out. And um, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, why do you, why is it important for LGBTQ plus kids to have a camp dedicated solely uh, solely for them? You know, one of the things that is magic about camp is the ability to be your own authentic self. And unfortunately, in our larger society, we are not yet at a place where we celebrate and honor every single authentic self out there. And it is equally important for every single human being to have that opportunity. And so Brave Trails creates that. And it's no matter what your identity is, whether your identity is solidified or in flux, no matter what's going on for that piece of your exploration and discovery and journey, we celebrate your identity. We celebrate trying on different identities and we create a space that is unique and special in that way. Um, I think the second piece of that is the adult role models in camp. And that one of the most important things to me about growing up is 
knowing grown-ups who you can relate to and you feel similar to and that you admire to see that you can also grow to be a grown-up that is celebrated and admired. Yeah, I absolutely think that um, that's fabulous. Um, Now, coming up this week, you're going to be presenting a session at the HOCO Rainbow Conference titled Building Community Through Play. Um, now, you know, there's a lot of research out there saying that giving young kids time to play is so important, but I think that once we get to a certain age, the play work balance teeters with all the weight kind of falling onto the weight, the work side. Um, you know, with your session about building community through play, how, how does one build community through play and how can we kind of keep play going throughout our lives, even as we get older and that work life kind of takes over? Yeah. So the most important thing, what happens when we start to play is that we stop paying attention to a lot of other things. We stop thinking about our grocery list or the person that we had a conversation with or our homework or our to-do list or emotions that we're entrenched in. We let loose and that starts to break down barriers. And we start to go back to this childhood self of unabandoned laughter and freedom. And by incorporating play into a community, you allow connections to grow much more significantly and more meaningfully and more deeply because people are starting to let down their boundaries. But within the scope of play, you're letting down boundaries in a really safe environment. So in you're just trying on something silly with a group of other people who is trying on something silly. And it feels like much more of a safe space, but the ripples, the repercussions continue so that when you talk to those people again, even if it's not conscious, you feel more open because you have played together. And this to me belongs in every space. It belongs in schools. It belongs in clubs. It belongs in workspaces. It, it really, there's no place that play doesn't serve a purpose um, of improvement. I, I like that a lot. Um, I feel it, you know, you know, especially with the push on testing and technology that, you know, we're just constantly so engrossed in a computer screen or zoning out and, you know, you almost don't even pay attention or um, are aware of the things going on around us. because We're just sucked in. Um, what, is there any advice that you would give to those of us who are kind of stuck in a device in order to kind of like break free from that, that, uh, that mold or that um, behavior to get started? So I think the key to it is um, acknowledgement and intentionality. So the first thing is to just acknowledge that you may be stuck and without judgment, because Mm -hmm. the first step to changing anything is to just acknowledge that it exists and not judge yourself for it. And then to say, okay, now I'm going to intentionally separate from my device for five minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time. And you may tell yourself, oh, well, I go through five minute periods of time when I don't look at my device, so I don't need to do that. But the intentionality of saying, I'm putting on do not disturb and I'm walking away for five minutes 
for three minutes. That's starting to retrain your brain to not pick it up and check everything because your brain gets bored. And it's saying, I'm really training my brain to let go of that focus and take small steps. And if you set a timer for 10 minutes and you only make it eight minutes, go back to that place of not judging yourself and saying, you know, I tried it. This is where I got, and that's great. And next time I try it again, I can look at something, I can look at it a different way and I can try to make it a little bit longer. But the key piece to me to any change, and especially with what we're learning about the science of addiction and phones, is you have to take it seriously in terms of how hard it's going to be and not judging yourself. Because we are learning that this it is it is a form of behavior that's unconscious that we're not really in control of. And it can take a long time to retrain ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I looked on your bio, um, a little bit and, uh, it says that you've always had a love of camping. Um, my daughter uh, recently fell in love with camping a couple years ago through the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was pretty, pretty excited for myself cause you know, not only did I manage to set up the tent, but I squeezed it right back in the, the same bag that it came out of, <laughs> um, you know, small victories. Uh, when did your love of camp begin? So I went to summer camp for the first time um, at the age, I went to day camp when I was four and I went to my first overnight camp when I was five. And I vividly remember um, the trying to haul a suitcase that felt as big as me and collecting four sticks to tie to the ends of my bed to drape my mosquito netting over my little bed area so we didn't get uh, eaten up. We were in platform tents at night. And oh, wow. I that was a Girl Scout camp. And through the experience, I went to YMCA camps and Girl Scout camps. And through that experience, the uh, learning, being my authentic self was always connected to the outdoors. I had a really rough time in school. If I was not a child of the seventies and eighties, now they would have labeled it bullying. There would have been a lot of other interventions, but that wasn't the case then. But camp was the place where I got to be myself with no negative repercussions. And it wasn't so much that I made tremendous friends. I've never been someone who had a lot of friends and it's always been a little challenging for me to make those relationships, but it was a place where I was just left to be who I am and who I am was okay. And that was enough for me to make it the best place on earth. And because that authenticity of being myself always came to me connected to the outdoors and then learning to go on canoe trips and pitch tents and portage canoes and cook outdoors. That fostered this tremendous love of being outdoors within me. And so summer camp and camping are inextricably linked to feeling like I couldn't be my best self. Mm -hmm. Um, What has been your favorite place to camp? So it sounds like you went to like a lot of um, like camp activities and, um, you know, for summer and whatnot, but has there been a place where you've gone camping with your own family? That's been a favorite. Um, Oh, my favorite place to camp. Um, that's a really hard one, but I've done two camping trips, backcountry canoe trips 
in uh, southern Alabama on the Choctahatchee River, um, oh. full of um, cypress trees, black cypress, and quiet paddling. And that's probably one of my favorite places that I've ever been. Well, that sounds very relaxing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was about nine or 10 years old going to a sleepaway camp. I think that was probably my only experience camping as a youngster. Um, my parents were not campers, did not want to be in a tent and do that kind of stuff at all. Um, but I remember making lanyards, singing some kind of random song about a frog that got run over. I don't remember. Um, we did a lot of canoeing and sleeping in a bunk bed. Um, and by the end of the week, we did not have mosquito netting. So I remember being covered in mosquito bites. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun and very memorable. Um, you know, what are some of the activities um, that you do at Camp Brave Trails that are memorable for a lot of the teens that that participate? Um, so first of all, I could totally sing you that song about the frog. I know exactly what song you're talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, you know what I'm talking about? That's so funny. <laughs> um, so we do some, what I would consider traditional summer camp activities where we're singing ridiculous songs and we're doing archery and different art activities, um, theater activities, drama activities, all sorts of different things, sports activities. And it's actually one of the um, more popular things, which I think is great to watch. Um, A group of folks who traditionally may not think of themselves as athletes, um, learning sports and really tremendously enjoying them because they are taught by amazing queer role models who make them accessible and exciting. Um, And then Brave Trails also has what we call a build-on, which is an activity that you sign up for at the beginning of a week and you do for a number of consecutive days and one day builds on another. And we have drag and zine and poetry and drama and community through play. Um, All sorts of different activities are offered um, outdoors, camping, hiking, cooking, And then we also have really meaningful moments where every morning our our Unicorn Justice League, which are the counselors in training, raise Mm -hmm. a flag every morning, a different flag that's part of the LGBT plus community. And we talk about the flag and there's an opportunity for different people to share their feelings and sentiments about the flag and how it may relate to them or somebody in their sphere Um, We have Passion to Action, where you learn how to take your own story and use it for education and action and to drive your activism initiative. We have amazing workshops uh, taught by all sorts of leaders um, on different topics. So there's really a, and then there's, of course, downtime where we have in-cabin chill time where you get to really connect with and relate to the folks in your cabin. We have community chill time where you really just get to connect and relate to people. There's a tremendous breadth of activities offered. That sounds like an amazing camp. Um I really wish that existed when I was a kid because I'd have been all over it. Um, Is there any last kind of words of um, advice that you have for the younger listeners out there? 
Yeah. So I think um, just right now in the time that we're in, first of all, I would say be good to yourself, be kind to yourself, be okay with wherever you are in any given moment. And because we are in this virtual world right now, follow Brave Trails on Instagram. There's lots of opportunities to connect with people. And it's a lot, it's very low barrier because you're not making a commitment to come to camp. You're making a commitment to follow an Instagram channel. And there's a lot of really amazing things and opportunities to be in live and opportunities to just hear from other people and see what's going on in the community. So I think those would be my recommendations. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show and sharing um, your experiences and all about Camp Brave Trails. And um, it sounds like a really awesome program. And I hope everybody uh, checks out your presentation or signs up for camp. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. And since you uh, are in school during the year, it is never too late to think about being a volunteer counselor yourself at Brave Trails one summer. That would be awesome. I would probably have to wait till my kids are just a little bit older um, just because they're a little young now. But yeah, I would love that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And I hope that conference is a wild success no matter what folks sign up for. If you're interested in attending Brave Trails Camp, check them out online at www.bravetrails.org or through their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Brave Trails. There's still time to register for the Hoko Rainbow Conference on May 15, 2020. We'll accept registrations up through Tuesday, May 12, 2020. And you can visit bit.ly slash capital H-C-P-S-S and then rainbow. So bit.ly slash H-C-P-S-S rainbow. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at H-C-P-S-S underscore pride. The music featured at the start and end of our podcast is Work by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 